just fucking drenched in blood. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Fine, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. I'm just thinking about Chris Hemsworth's abs and butt. Uh, who isn't, man? Because today we are talking about Extraction. Uh, it is live on Netflix right now, and I don't know if you've heard this, Matt, but over the course of this thing's been out for a couple weeks now, uh, yeah. people have been talking. And they've been talking mm-hmm. for a damn good reason. Uh, this movie, crazy. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to be talking about all of that kind of stuff. Let's go ahead and take a listen to the trailer for Extraction. They're hoping if you spin the chamber enough times, you're going to catch a bullet. It's easy that way. This is an extraction. So who are the players? Biggest drug lord in India versus biggest drug lord in Bangladesh. <laughs> Some mythic shit, huh? It's a kidnapping. Drug lord's son. Clock's running at 16 hours. Proof of life as of six hours ago.
Alrighty, that was the trailer for Extraction. Here is the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. Tyler Rake, a fearless black market mercenary, embarks on the most deadly extraction of his career when he is enlisted to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. Uh, this is, of course, starring Chris Hemsworth and a lot of people you probably don't know. Directed by Sam Hargrave, which you may not know, but as you might imagine, your boy is a bit of a stunt man. So we'll, we'll certainly talk about that. <laughs> and, of course, uh, written by uh, Joe Russo of uh, of the Russo Brother Fames. And, yes. uh, and uh, Andy Parks. I guess, well, I guess he well, did a graphic he, novel. He did the graphic novel. Son of a bitch, we're and, doing this movie Russo, on the film find. I didn't even know this Russo was Russo Brothers co-wrote that with him or did the, like, the story with Andy Parks. Andy Parks wrote the script for the graphic novel. The Russo brothers did the story development with him. Beautiful. I we I am putting this up for an HMP uh, not too long because I won't mind talking about this thing again. But here you and I are going to talk about it. Uh, holy crap, dude! Uh, I yeah. I felt with this movie, uh, I got that feeling that I got when I watched the first John Wick movie, mm-hmm. where it is we are getting this spate of movies now that were allowing stunt guys, essentially, stunt coordinators, to direct these big, giant action things. And holy smokes, if, is that, like, the right move to do? Yes, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see a downside to it, right? Like, you don't... They're not really relegating this stuff to a second unit, like a lot of bigger action movie directors do. They're kind of on the ground working with their stunt teams. And, and you know, a lot of these films, they're a little thin story-wise. Um, but I don't think that that actually matters for fans of the genre. Because all you need for a successful action movie is uh, person A has to achieve thing one. And that's it. Yeah. Right? You can have different things. You can have different people. Um, and you can complicate and you can world build, right? J- the John Wick movies are kind of like a, a master class in just offhand world building. Like every fucking scene in there just increases what that world is without boring you to death with tons of explanation. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff that goes on, but like, and and if you want to kind of like live in that lore a little bit, you're more than welcome mm-hmm. to do so. But you're also more than welcome to just ignore it and enjoy the big, the, you know, the big bang boom, you know, action of it all. Right, and I think that that's where this film is most similar. Right, like it, it starts at point A, it gets to point B. Uh, there's a constant kind of building. Uh, of knowledge about how this world works, these different mercenaries, uh, these different teams, uh, double crossings, all kinds of stuff. Um, But it never loses sight of the fact that what we really want to see is Chris Hemsworth uh, just slaughtering tons of dudes. Yeah, and and it is just it's another one of these things that is just super brutal and they they take a, a lot like John Wick and stuff. They take the kind of ideas that are in a lot of uh, action films and stuff that people mm-hmm. don't think about and go, "You know what? We need to kind of address this thing." Like bulletproof vests, for example. 
You know, yeah. you, you'll shoot somebody with a bulletproof vest and like, you know, and in these movies, everybody's Hercules. They can get a, they can get a couple shots to the chest and they're still standing and going good, right? So right. now it, it, it says, okay, you've got a helmet on, you've got a bulletproof vest. I'm going to drag you close to me and just, you know, put it at a part of you that is not, uh, that, that's exposed and not covered and then you're dead. It's just it's amazing stuff like that that you don't really see a lot in in movies because most of the time they're not wearing some sort of protective thing. It's just shoot, fall down, and it's mm-hmm. it's this uh, video gamification of what kind of goes on that you know as the movie goes on the the bad guys get tougher and tougher. Yeah, well, and and this one does a lot of that really well. Um, I think more so than. Uh, the John Wick series, this movie's action scenes are focused more on kind of like a variety of different tactics, right? So like um, rather than just plowing straight through, it's a lot of uh, seeing the planning of different moves. So like while you're watching, you can see Hemsworth's character kind of putting together things as he's working through the scene and planning where it needs to go. Um, in a very tactical, direct way, uh, whereas John Wick gets a little uh, bullet ballet kind of thing going on, right? Um, not that there's not tactics and planning. I'm just saying I think this one is weighted heavier in that world, and it's possibly because un- unlike John Wick, who is a hitman, uh, Hemsworth's character, uh, Tyler Rake, is, uh, is, a, is a former military mercenary, right? Like mm-hmm. he's there... Uh, with a very distinctive style of military uh, tactics in mind um, that is not always hand-to-hand, although when he comes down hand-to-hand, it's quite brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good beatdowns in this movie. Yeah, and, uh, and, and no one is spared. We'll kind of jump all over the here. And, you know, this is going to be one of those movies that is almost impossible to kind of spoil, really, because it's, it's action set piece after action set piece and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one is spared, so much so that we even get, get to see some kids get their ass kicked, which is hilarious. Yes. Um, yeah, I actually was not expecting so much of the, the kind of kid gang thing to show up in this movie. Uh, and and when it did to be as brutal as it was, oh, but, dude! When they, when they first show just up, like and they, slamming them the fuck around, you know. Yeah, but when the when the kids first show up, kind of there on the roof uh, with this, you know, with our main bad guy and everything, and they mm-hmm. straight up take a kid and throw it off the top of a building. It was just like, holy yep. crap! This is and that again. You don't see anything, so luckily it's not. You know, it's not gratuitously gross like that you know but it does give you a sense of oh my god anything could happen at any time here if the kids aren't safe ain't nobody safe in this movie yeah and i think you definitely get that sense very early on um that scene is like the first big indicator that uh when things go wrong things are very much going to go wrong um but yeah, it's just kind of an uncompromising two hours of action thriller ness. Um, it's one of the better things I think Netflix has ever released. I, I don't know that that's necessarily a controversial statement. They release a whole lot of stuff. Most of it is not super amazing. Um, 
but this movie is great. This uh, is and, one that you, when you watch it, you're like, this could have been in the, it would have been so at home in a theater. You would not have questioned it for one second in a theater going like, this feels like it was made for Netflix. No. I'm like, it is of that quality. It is, uh, the action is of that caliber to, to the point where you're just like, yeah, this, this could have been as, I, I put it up there with any Hollywood release that was released this year for sure. Well, even even the like one of the better Netflix films, period, is uh, is this movie called The Night Comes for Us. Have you watched that one? Uh, no, it's, I think I've uh, seen the a, thing, but I didn't watch it. It's an Indonesian um, uh, action film uh, that has um, oh shit, what's his name from uh, <sighs> Fred Rogers. <laughs> No, uh, fucking guy from the raid. Um, oh, I anyway, know. Anyway, talk about that. It has him in it, and uh, it it is just this absolutely blood filled, bone crunching action film. Uh, if you want like a really brutal double feature, I think Extraction will go really well with that one. Um, the night comes for us is great. Extraction reminded me a lot of that quality wise because. I was really just blown away when that film came out and it's been two years. That was like 2018, I think. So, hmm. um, anyway, but I, I also, I love the, uh, kind of the conceit here is that there's the, the kid that's getting rescued here is the kid of a drug Lord. So like, he's mm -hmm. not a good guy that, that we're going to, but it, it, it really sells to the mercenary factor of, We'll take it, you know, from anyone. So this one drug lord doesn't like the other drug lord, and then they're just gonna, you know, one's gonna kidnap the other one's son. Just as a, like, hey, you're in prison. I'm gonna show you how much I don't like you. I'm gonna kidnap your kid, and if you don't give us, you know, what was it, money or something like that? Yeah. I, again, you don't. The plot is doesn't mean that much, but it's kind of a cool idea that he's just like, all right, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna fuck with this guy. Go get his kid. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it's. Yeah, I don't. And the don't kid know. is a really great actor too. That's one thing that I was actually very surprised about because kid actors these days, most of them are getting pretty good. But every now and then, you'll still have kind of a an amateur hour kid sneak in there. But this kid was actually really, really good. All the supporting characters were really great, and uh, it shows you that we've got a lot of great Indian actors that you know we just don't see a lot here in the states. N no, uh, and and one thing that I think this film excels at and a lot of recent action movies uh excel at is taking a lot of talented uh cast from uh the indian subcontinent and throughout southeast asia and the south pacific and bringing them into the hollywood fold slightly more and more mm -hmm. um and uh i think that also is a major factor in how good a lot of the action is in these movies now uh, because you have all of these extremely talented people involved in just playing like shitty no-name thugs who, you know, in their country, they're, you know, three, four people down the bill sometimes. Yeah. And uh, here in Hollywood, they're fucking nobody. They're thug number two. But, you know, they're they're engaged in this massive action set piece and it really does increase the production value just to have people doing stunts who are capable of acting as well. Yeah, it's like, motherfucker, uh, you know, I'm, the, go, <laughs> I'm the William well, Devane of India, damn it. 
Yeah. Well, and just to like go hand in hand with the fact of like, you know, having, having stunt coordinators and stunt uh, directors and second unit directors taking over mainstream roles in film production, uh, like main roles in film production uh, now for these action films. I do think like just casting people who are able to do the shit and casting stunt people and casting fighters uh, helps with a lot of that. Yeah, and, and this guy, like, just to give you guys a rundown of all the kind of stunts and stuff that uh, Sam Hargrave has done, he, of course, did uh, the last two Avengers movies, Deadpool 2, Thor Ragnarok, uh, you know, Suicide Squad, The Accountant, Civil War. So clearly he's had, you know, a relationship with the Russos for a long time, a, a Winter Soldier as well. So dude has been around. He's you look at that you look at that resume and you're just like hit giant hit giant hit giant hit giant hit it's amazingly huge and so they I, I clearly the Russos just were like okay we've dealt with this guy many a time he knows what he's doing let's let's give him a role at this and uh, boy oh boy it, I think it paid off yeah I do too it's it's really a terrific film worth checking out and for sure some of these like the, like the really great stuff with all of the uh, the kind of there's at least what two big one shotters, you know, more mm-hmm. or less, quote unquote, if you will. Uh, but again, for I, I hate calling them one shots because they're not. We all know that those of us who you know have a right. passing knowledge of film and how editing and stuff works know that it's not one shot, but it's all presented that way. But man, oh man, is it not just wildly visceral to kind of just keep on this flying camera from everywhere from inside cars to outside cars to up to build up to the top of buildings, all the way back down through stuff, out stuff, and it is all in just this. You know, what John Wick does as far as like the balletic gunplay and everything, they do with balletic camera play where it is just all over the top and just it it keeps you on your seat. And the sound is just so loud and immersive in everything. You feel every gunshot that's coming out and it is brutal. And I will say that, that this film also has one of my favorite uses of that roaming camera, uh, that you know they're going for a one shot right so we'll just say it's a one shot but it's there's a scene where hemsworth is just fighting his way through dudes and the kid like runs and he tells the kid run you know whatever and the kid goes through like another area the camera goes with him Mm -hmm. and then he comes back out and hemsworth is like just finishing like cleaning a hallway filled with people Mm-hmm. and that's one of my favorite things like to follow a secondary character and then to come back and just the hero of the thing has just decimated the inordinate amount of bodies that had been thrown his way but you didn't see any of it yeah i i love off-camera action when you come back and you're just like uh-huh. what happened here oh my it's, lord it's one of the most badass scenes in in fury road for example right is a big uh scene that entirely takes place he he runs off into the darkness Mm -hmm. carrying a bunch of weapons with him you hear minutes later a giant explosion he comes back just fucking drenched in blood you don't see it nothing right they're like who whose blood is that i love when action movies do that because we know that he's a badass you've shown me for you know by the time this scene in extraction i think it's like 40 minutes into the movie like i've seen hemsworth at this point like 
bash a guy's head in. You yeah, know? you know what he can handle at this point. And so when you yeah. see that, you just go like, well, of course he did. Of course he yeah. mowed through 30 guys all wearing full SWAT gear and everything. He's not even got like, you know, barely a, barely a jacket on. <laughs> He's beating yeah. the ever-living hell out of everybody. Oh, my God. But so uh, it, it's, it's really, really great. And again, it's one of those that like it's far better. I, I want to say it's far better than what Netflix kind of deserves. But I, that's a weird statement to make because they're really starting to kind of step it up in this department. And if we can well, see more stuff that, like this. I will say that one thing that Netflix has has excelled at, in my opinion, is uh, they very frequently shit their bed on a lot of different levels with their original films. But the kind of like B-movie, direct-to-video action movie thing, they nail more times than they don't. Yeah. Right? So so like the the Indonesian film I was talking about earlier, right? Like that would have been something that got, got fucking dumped onto video in the early 2000s. We'd have gotten a DVD of it. It might have played at, a, at an art house or two or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Here... They're just putting it on their service uh, and and partially funding these things now. So, th- good. You've got this one. Uh, there's a, there's one called Close uh, with uh, Numi Rapace that came out last year. Uh, also, like a woman, uh, ex-military. She's on, like, bodyguard detail. It's not revolutionary. It's not the most amazing thing you've ever seen. But for what it is, it's actually really fun and good. And, you know, they're mostly, all of these things are mostly under two hours, except for the Indonesian thing. All that shit's always two hours long. But it's it's always worth it. Uh, and so I think that they have a certain niche that, that uh, Netflix really does excel at. And it's this type of visceral kind of B-level action thriller that 15, 20 years ago we would have just gotten on DVD. Or it would have been brought over, if it's an international film, it would have been brought over by Miramax butchered dumped on dvd as like quentin tarantino presents yeah you know iron monkey or some shit right which by the way was still oh my god that movie still holds up and is still like that was one of the few ones that they didn't they didn't mess with as much as a lot of the other ones because no they fucked hero up i'll say that (laughs) yeah well no the worst the worst they fucked up was shaolin soccer Oh yeah, of that course. one was terrible. We're like, we're gonna get an all new soundtrack, and we're gonna just. I was like, oh, this is so bad. I was so glad I saw the original one because that was just mm-hmm. what a what a mistake. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so so that's where I come in on this one. Like, this is like that sort of thing, or like you know, before New Line really started fucking around with a lot of Jackie Chan stuff, like this. Uh, this kind yeah, of stuff and honestly, is what that, Netflix is good at that might. Tell me what you think of this. They could kind. I I see with with movies like this. I could see a a future for Netflix that looks a bit more like the history of New Line. Now, for those of you that don't know, New Line started out as kind of like they they wanted to be kind of their upper class. They wanted to be like what Miramax ended up being, right? So they were like, oh, we we, we want to be this, you know, this this higher brow sort of thing. And then yeah, Nightmare they were direct competition in like the late 70s early 80s. Yeah. And then uh Nightmare on Elm Street comes along and New Line makes an ungodly amount of money. And that kind of changed yep. their history for New Line right after that. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked if 
if they because this movie was talked about so much when it premiered that like I would say for the first two weeks it was out, you couldn't have people stop talking about this movie. They were like, Oh my god, did you see that? It was so amazing. Just like wall to wall action, so good. I think that they need to go a little bit more down this path and and kind of just embrace that like hey we're going to give you that wild and crazy B movie action sort of thing and uh, maybe maybe every now and then we can give you a more kind of dramatic sort of thing but let's stick to kind of what works. Let's uh let's talk real briefly uh, uh about uh, about some spoilery stuff. Okay. In in that vein. Okay, so spoilers from here on out. Uh at the end of the film Adam um you know on the bridge he is uh shot he we see him die on the bridge or we assume at the yeah, end well, i think we just the boy, to put it together that he's dead yeah yeah the boy uh at the end of the film jumps into the pool he comes up uh and there is a figure standing completely out of focus mm-hmm. at the pool and I read that as being Tyler Rake. I, I think it's very much supposed to be, or at least that's the inference. So do you think that Netflix is going to try to franchise this? I think they'd be stupid if they didn't, because just from word of mouth alone for this one, whatever uh-huh. whatever next one that they come up with, and here's the thing, I want you boys to do just like John Wick. John Wick kind of kept the same creative team, more or less, uh, for those three films. Keep along those lines, and I think you've got a recipe for success. I don't want to see like six films out of this probably, but like two or three wouldn't be bad. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, you know, all back to back to back each year get a new entry. No, you no, know, give me give, give me us like two, two years, years, it's fine. Give us three years, whatever. Uh, you know, I know Hemsworth's a busy boy. I don't know what his Marvel contract actually looks like at this point, but I assume that it extends well beyond Love and Thunder. Um, cuz he's kind of like the last uh OG at this point. Yeah. Um and, and, and yeah, with the way I'd, that I'd things have been going, yeah, I and and right. he's such a. Um, I'm so glad that he's kind of become the star that he is because, like, he's so damn good in everything he's at. Like, I mean, he was the he was the bright and shining star in in the uh, in the Lady Ghostbusters film. He was so fantastic in that, and it was just a stupid yeah. little comedic role. Well, I like that movie a lot, but yes, he is he is very fucking good in it, and. And demonstrated, I think, you know, like what we really found out in in uh, Ragnarok is that, like, he's very funny. Yeah. And it, can play comedy very well. It, he's He had that kind of, not that he was quite that way, but, like, the, the Channing Tatum turn, like, when, when he was in 21 Jump Street, it was like, oh, he gets it. He can make fun of himself and, like, and he can have a laugh out of things. And it endears you to those those people even more, like the super good looking people that you know are just seem to have everything. And it's like, oh, this it's not fair. He's got all the stuff, and it's just like, oh, but he's he's kind of down to earth and cool too. So ah, shucks, I kind of like him. And and Hemsworth's got that same thing too. It's like when you see that the guy can kind of laugh at himself, you almost like him even more. Yeah. So I mean, if he wants to, whatever. At this point. He is he's become one of those actors for me that's oh, like whatever he wants to do, I'm gonna go see it because I kinda like the guy and what he what he's produced over the last couple of years. Well, I uh I I looked it up since we were talking about it. 
and uh apparently uh so uh, last week this was uh this was confirmed but uh joe russo has said that he's writing a sequel well there you go and uh hemsworth has already said quote he'd be pretty stoked to make another film well hell yeah so. you would i mean i mean th- listen listen you come out of this thing looking like the ultimate badass i mean there's yeah. there's certain things that like you know when when you're in a michael bay movie michael bay is going to make you look like a billion dollars we made will smith goofy will smith from the fresh prince of bel-air we made him a viable action star via michael bay because michael bay's just like listen i want you to run down this uh, alley have your shirt open and will smith was like no i, I that's I'm, I'm i'm not in the greatest of shape i don't really want to do that he goes you better listen to me if you don't walk down here without your shirt open, this that's what's going to make you a star. And son of a bitch if it didn't. It made him a giant star. And that's what you want somebody that's going to make you look like a billion dollars. And uh, you know, that th- that's what this movie did. I he just he just he rose to yet another rank and you're like, "Damn it. This guy keeps doing amazing stuff and why wouldn't you want that?" Especially when you're involved with people that you know he's dealt with all of these people uh via, you know, all the Marvel movies and stuff like that. So, you know, you're getting back together with your friends why not yes so that is it everybody check out extraction it is available on netflix right now and uh do yourself a favor if you love big bombastic crazy action uh you can do a lot worse than this man uh so go ahead and check that out now matt where can we find more of your work on the internet uh you can uh you know follow me on instagram at matt underscore boyd underscore smith uh just follow me on instagram i post uh, a lot of art uh from people around uh, in my insta stories i post stuff from comic books etc sometimes photos of dogs uh, and regular shit um so give me a follow there and even i'm actually back on instagram at adam portress check that out it's been a long time, but I was just like, you know what? I got to get away from all the words and stuff because it's just, it's too much, you know, silliness for my brain to take. I'm just like, let me see some cool pictures of like people and their their dogs and their food and like AV gear and all that kind of crap. That's what I'm into now. So so uh, check that out. And of course, uh, hear a movie podcast. And uh, uh, we just wrapped up Clone Wars. So uh, check out Clone Wars 30 Questions uh, wherever you find finer podcasts. That is it, everybody. And uh, we will see you. Uh, next time in the steady old heart of the city where the sun refused to shine people tell me it ain't no use in trying my little girl you're so young and pretty and one thing I know is true you're gonna die before your time
my little girl, you're so young and pretty. And one thing I know is true, you'll be dead before your time is due. Yes, you will. See my daddy in bed. Looking up here, uh, some of the uh, stunts that uh, Harker did, has done here. Did that record well? Yeah, yeah. Sounded okay. great. He well, d- Zencaster didn't show me I was recording. So. No, no, no. I'm just recording on GarageBand over here. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. He did the utility stunts on her. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't remember a lot of stunts in her, but okay. <laughs> There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of utility crying in that movie, I think. So. <laughs> This phone's got to cry. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to see the oldest thing that he's kind of been in. Oh, that's some supernatural. Yeah, he's been doing shit since like Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. So like, just Transformers and fucking a Steven Seagal movie called Pistol Whipped <laughs> that I've never heard of. <laughs> Who is in who is in pistol whipped? We gotta figure this one out here. You got uh okay, the biggest name other than Steven Seagal is Lance Hendrickson. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's about well, you got Wass Stevens. His face looks familiar. He looks like one of those dudes. All righty. <laughs> 